welcome to an exciting episode of Structured Gibberish. And I'm not lying this time, it's actually exciting, except for the first topic, which is super depressing. But Pat, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm uh, I'm still here. Yeah, still cool. plucking away at being, being a human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the transition is going well. Good. Good. Your time on Earth has been good to you, I take it? Indeed. Indeed. Good. So how about you? How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm exhausted, but I'm fine. Doing good. I haven't <laughs> been sick since a few days ago. Probably oh, won't hey, be sick that's again a, until tomorrow. That's a plus. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. As long as you're better by, uh, you know, Saturday. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <clears throat> we oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. That. We'll get there. So first off, big news. Sad news. Larry Dottilio has passed away, sometimes known as Lawrence G. Dottilio. Uh, this guy, if you watched cartoons in the 80s and 90s, and even very recently, he's been very prolific. He was he was a writer on um, a lot of shows, started um, back in uh, the 70s, I think. He was a writer on, or somehow involved in Fat Albert. Um, yeah. And his big... His big thing was he created She-Ra for the Secret of the Sword movie. And so he gets a nice little credit in like the new Netflix show as being the creator of the character. Um, but yeah, he wrote um, a lot of He-Man and She-Ra episodes back in the day. Uh, he wrote for Centurions, uh, Bionic 6, Captain Power, uh, Real Ghostbusters. He wrote an episode, uh, Swamp Thing. Peter Pan and the Pirates, Conan, uh, he wrote several good episodes of Babylon 5. Um, like, basically, like, I know him primarily as he and Bob Forward were, like, the main writers of Transformers Beast Wars. And so, like, basically, <clears throat> all of the best episodes were either written by him or Bob Forward. And uh, that, like, that show is the show that saved Transformers. One of the various times that it needed to be saved. <laughs> <clears throat> One of the times, yes. Yeah. But, so, uh, I yeah. mean, he was just, he was a part of everything that was good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's seriously a, a real bummer that, uh, that he's not with us anymore. He was, um, he was 79 years old. Um, I don't know that we found out about this from a Facebook post by J. Michael Straczynski, uh, who he had mm-hmm. worked very closely with on Babylon 5, and I don't... I and think it, He-Man and many other things. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, JMS was all over the place, too. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't... His post is very long, and I'm trying to remember now. I don't think they said exactly what he died of, other than that it was a prolonged illness of some sort. Yeah, but, that's that's what I took from it. Yeah. But... Um, so... Yeah, you could click the link we put in there. Um, it goes to a, a Transformers website, and then there's the link to the Facebook post if you want to read it. Actually, you know, now that I, maybe I should pull this out and post it separate because it's actually a uh, Transformers page, and then a link to JMS's Twitter where he posted that <laughs> he had posted on Facebook. So you know, what? I'm going to just put the Facebook thing in. You the, all, uh, you all aren't even going to know because it's going to be the way we want it by the time you see it. But still, due diligence. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to call this, uh, JMS's, uh, announcement of, because it has no title. This is, this is thrilling content. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely thrilling content. 
done. Posted. <coughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah, that's very sad. He had not been doing much lately because, you know, he was sick and getting older and everything. But, um, you know, absolutely uh, crucial to shaping the way that cartoons are written these days. Yeah. So. Well, <clears throat> now that we have gotten past that, because I didn't really want to talk about that for too long because it's kind of depressing. Yeah. Uh, did you rearrange the topics or did I just rearrange the topics? I, you know what, buddy? I don't know how this new system works, so I could have, but it certainly wasn't on purpose. All right. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk Marvel for a little bit here. Marvel? No, Marvel. <laughs> First off, unless that was some sort of a Fox pun, which I don't see how it, was, it could have it, been. It was, it, was a, it was a pun leading to the movie that we both saw. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to talk about that. but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We both saw Captain Marvel, not together. Uh, it was right. good. Go see it. Okay. Agreed. Um, now, Disney and Fox have completed yes. their merger. They are now Disnox. Dis That's the official name. 20th um, Century Fox, a division of the House of Mouse. Yeah, this is fantastic news for people who want X-Men back with their Marvel movies and bad <laughs> yeah, I, news for pretty much everything else. I mean, I don't know about everything else. I mean, I, I, for all I would say is that this is very good news for all of us Marvel fans, Marvel movie fans. I think this is very good news. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it does. Mean there's, it does mean there's less competition in the movie world, but seeing as how in the last like five years, I've only watched Marvel movies. Um, and even then only barely because I haven't there's some I haven't seen um, I'm fine with this the entire industry could crash and burn for all I care yeah you know yeah it is Here, here's what I, I keep coming to the only other thing that I, I can hope for is that now that we own just about everything if they could just weasel all of the rights back from Sony you know I know we got Spider-Man but you know they're they're still walking around with Venom mm -hmm. <laughs> that that garbage, you know, it would have been uh, nice. I, I would like for that to, to end. It would have been nice if if they could have just come up with a way to just get their get their characters back. Right. You know, right. Without having to to merge because there will be ramifications what? for like they're already shutting down movie production houses and stuff that Fox had that are redundant. Well, with that's, their own and that's stuff, true. So. Right. But, <clears throat> you know. Just such as such as such as the way of capitalism, Pat. Eventually, all will be Disney. Well, I personally look. I look forward to them buying us out. <laughs> you know, you bring up a very good point, Pat. Um, the great, the good news is when we are bought by Disney, now we will be able to have X Men on the show. Exactly. <clears throat> so, what? Now that uh, now that they have access to all the. Uh, the whole X-Men pantheon again. Two different versions of Quicksilver they have. Yes, yes. I kind of, uh, you know, I mean, I felt like Quicksilver was highly wasted uh, mm -hmm. for the Avengers. I, I, I know that it was for shock value and you know, spoiler alert, everybody, if you haven't seen that one yet, something happens to him. Um, something but, happens uh, to him and he's not alive anymore. That's all we'll say. <laughs> That's all we'll say. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wah, wah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, 
I, I really like. In fact, Quicksilver in the Fox movies is one of the only things I like about the the modern incarnation of the X-Men. So, um, you know, we got that going for us, I guess. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm interested to know what's going to happen. I assume we're just going to wipe. Like, the X-Men is just not going to be whatever they're doing right now. It's over. And I'm not... Upset yeah. about it. No, I'm, I'm not either. I think that's fine. Um, it had a very good run, um, or it had a very yeah. long run. It's arguable. Maybe, maybe it had also, a run. It had a run. It had a very run. Uh, <clears throat> so here's here's how I can see this going, because they already have this very large universe set up, and they've mm-hmm. already had to make some like workarounds around not having the X Men and stuff. Um, so just taking the X-Men and being just like, oh yeah, now they're here. Um, you know, that's going to be kind of weird because it's not going to, they can't do it perfectly. Like you can't just be like, oh yeah, well, it turns out that, um, uh, what's her face is, uh, Olsen, uh, you know, the, the third Olsen twin. Said yes, more mutants. <laughs> yeah. And then, and now, oh Done. yeah, Magneto's my father now. And right. everything. you know, you like, <clears throat> we can't do that, but it, it would be perfectly fine to just, in- <clears throat> To just leave Latvia some of, or something. Uh, Sokovia. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, it would be, I think it would be fine to just have them around. And obviously, they're going to do their own movies. I think it would be interesting if they had decided, like, we're going to do some X-Men movies and then bring them in. You know, like, have them be separate. And just, like, right. you know, we, you can assume I it's mean, the same universe, but they're not interacting. Right. I, I assume that... <clears throat> It'll be something along those levels. Yeah. I think it, it would be funny because within the continuity, like if you just watch the movies, you're you're probably not aware of this, but like um, there's an in, in the TV show realm, there's this entire gigantic subplot of like there's tons and tons of inhumans all over the place. Right. Not mutants. <clears throat> not mutants. Inhumans. Inhumans. And now if they do this, if they introduce mutants the way they should be then it's like oh well, and now we got another thing going on it's, <laughs> it's the exact same thing it's just they got their powers a different way and there's a ton of those guys around too so now we got two I mean, two analogs you know one could be one could be an analog for the gays and one could be an analog for uh minorities so we can do both i'm just gonna going to point out that I appreciate you just called them the minorities and not wherever I thought you were going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't want to just pick one. I appreciate it. I just, I, I want, I, I want you to know how much I appreciate it and I, how much I kind of regret you calling them the gays, but yeah, in retrospect, uh, I should have said LGBTQ community. Sure. That would have, that would have maybe we'll been fi- a, a you know, touch better. Yeah. You know, we'll fix it in post. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the gays don't care. It's fine. All right. <clears throat> I really, I really want to fix it in post, and I want to do, I want to do the voiceover for you. <laughs> I just want to be like LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna work on that later. Okay, fine. No, no. Who, <clears throat> boy? Anyway, so what? Uh, what? What? What, what, what? Oh, that was the question I was trying to ask you before. What's the first, (laughs) 
in your ideal, let's say they reboot the whole thing. We're just going to make a movie just called X-Men. Who's in this movie? Describe this movie to me. I would say if we're, if we're all up to me, um, we would go, you know, obviously I feel like X-Men needs to be a modern day. You know, they, I, I liked the idea, you know, the way they were kind of going in the movies where it was like, Hey, you know, it's the eighties, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that, that door has been knocked on before. We just, we can't hit it again. I would love to see a straight up. Don't, don't go full OG. Give us the nineties cartoon come to life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't just give us, Oh, it's professor X and, He's putting together. I want to see mid, <laughs> mid uh, adventure heroes. Uh, I, I, enough, enough bullshit of, you know, retelling origins and blah blah blah. I just want them to be like, oh yes, we've been here the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> did you really think that? You, like, six guys defeated all of those Chitauri? <laughs> no, no, we were over here. We were, we were on the Lower West Side. It would be, it would um, be even funnier if, uh, uh, like, everybody else played along, too. Like, everybody, you know, like Captain America and them are just like, yes, we were aware. We knew you were there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Cap's just like, yeah, oh, yes, mutants, I appreciate your service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, you guys were there on the helicarrier in the in the meeting room next door, right? Yeah, right, right. Like like you do, like you do. Um, yeah, I I would love to see, like I said, straight up at '90s X Men. You know, that's those will always be the X Men to me. I don't want any more of this bull garbage where Mystique is on the team. <laughs> like like honestly, that was stupid. That was it was a stupid move. I feel like it was just poorly done. They're like, yeah, it's the same continuity, but Professor X and Mystique are like brother and sister, kinda. And they also were on the X-Men together, <laughs> you know, but not really. But then they don't talk. Once they got a little older, they just pretended they, they had a silent agreement to Never speak to each other again. Oh, except for she's dead now, too. If yeah. that trailer's not lying. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. The the continuity is difficult to follow. Yeah. In those movies. Um maybe so, that's the first I mean, thing they should do is continuity. <laughs> yes. Uh, on their storyboards, you know, their 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 big meeting whiteboards, continuity should be in the biggest, boldest lettering. <clears throat> The movie should be called X Men Continuity. <laughs> yes, I like that. Um, I I would say I would even go out on a limb here. I'm I'm gonna say uh, it would be cool with me if Wolverine <clears throat> wasn't in the first one. Mm-hmm. Now I would I would want him within the second one. He'd have to come in pretty quickly. Like I would even like him to be there at the very end of the first one. Mm-hmm. But if we set up an X universe that was not dependent, and again, I love Wolverine. Wolverine is my favorite X-Man. But you know, you know what I want? You know what I want? I want a fun movie. I'll tell you, you what know? I want. 
Tell me. Tell me what you want. This is a fun movie. This is how I want it to go. I want them to adapt. Um, I want them to start in the classic. Arcade's Revenge. Done. No, Pat. That's that's the capstone. (laughs) That's the capstone of this. That's the end. Okay. Okay. That's where it's like. Yeah, we've gone all the way to, through Dark Phoenix, and then they reveal at the end of the Phoenix Saga that really, the true villain is Arcade. <laughs> all right, not... It's actually know. the secret ending to this the, the, this current movie. The scene after the credits roll is Arcade captures everybody. And he's just like, fine, I'll do it myself. And he's just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. you'll never see this movie. That's Arcade's true revenge. What if Arcade was just like, he's the Thanos of the (laughs) X-Men universe, and it's just like everybody's working for him, and he just, he cameos in all the movies? Arcade is just a dude in a suit, like a literal, like, white suit. He's not a villain. He's not super powered. He's just really good at traps, and he's insane. (laughs) That's that's why it's so, great. I mean, that's that is it. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. So so here's here's what I would do. First movie, all right, because you need, um, you need to start small, okay. Mm-hmm. Now here's the best part about X Men. You can do an origin story with the X Men <clears throat> because man, I keep getting a thing in my throat. <clears> throat> Got like a toad in there or something. Hi ho. They've done two X well, aside from X-Men Origins, I guess, but they have done two movies, the first one and first class, which are essentially like origin stories. Mm-hmm. But they both tell origins of like only this movie group. Like these aren't the X-Men from the comics or anything. Like these are just random assortments of people. Original five X-Men. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll name them for you since you don't know them, Pat. No, I don't, you know. <laughs> You Gene, know me. Cyclops, Angel, Beast, Gene. Okay. Marvel Girl. Wait. That's what it's got to be. Did you say did you say Gene, Cyclops, Angel, Beast, Gene? Oh, did I really? <laughs> uh pick one of those genes and replace her with Iceman. Okay. Whichever one. That's exactly what Stan Lee said to <laughs> to Jack Kirby, I think. Uh okay. That's are we talking about a his red blue head, genes? A redhead. Oh. Uh <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So that's what it is. This is the story of, I don't know, pick one. Uh, we'll say Gene. This is the story of Gene coming to the school for the first time. No, okay. man, it's got to be Kitty. No, not in this I, one. This no. Is, no, this is what I want. This is what I want. No, I no, want no. Pride of the we're, X-Men. We're getting, no, I want Pat, X-Men, no, Pride I'm of the there. X-Men. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Just wait. F- original five X-Men. Okay. You have got to... <laughs> Uh, fighting Magneto. Okay. okay. Classic. Do it. Next movie, Krakatoa. All right. Those guys are in trouble. You bring in the new crew. All right. This is where you could change things up. Doesn't have to be the exact crew from the story in the comics. You know, which, but even though that would work. Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Wolverine. Uh, I feel like there was probably someone else, Sunfire or something. Um, you could bring yeah. in Kitty. You could bring in, uh, I don't care, Dazzler. Whatever. I do. I do really feel like Kitty is an essential part of early X Men. Jubilee. Jubilee. I would. You X-Men, know, there Kitty would be Jubilee. There, there would be uh, some some wonderful poetic poetic justice 
if Jubilee could finally be on screen and have her name uttered. <laughs> yeah. it's poor only girl. One or the other. It's only ever one. Or the other. <laughs> she has never had her name uttered and been in the movie ever. Uh, oh, so sad. I'm, I'm okay if you want to go back one movie and say, okay, the original five X Men already there. Uh, this is Kitty arriving at the at the mansion. Okay. Okay. Although I don't know how it fits in if you want to just have like a classic X-Men story because then it's like classic X-Men plus Shadowcat. But I feel like once you get past that, once you get to the all new, all different X-Men, mm-hmm. then you can kind of <laughs> start to mix it up a little bit. We don't get to Phoenix until movie four and it's not Dark Phoenix. God just damn it. Phoenix. It's just Phoenix. And we have a really fun time for a little while. Yes. We Make us happy. Fun before getting shit on right we're we are in trilogy two by the time we're getting to dark phoenix okay now third movie i had an idea for this i already forgot what it was so fourth movie (laughs) phoenix fifth movie dark phoenix this is fine because you've already got everybody established we're not switching everybody out we're not rebooting things we're just maybe Mm -hmm. someone is less featured or maybe they've moved on we could do you know time jumps between uh, movies, you know, we add more people in, we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's the deal, Pat. Movie three. All right, this is where this is the idea I had. Um, it's actually rather surprising that I had forgotten it. Uh, <laughs> number three is Spider-Man and the X-Men versus oh, Arcade. That okay? It's, that would be a childhood dream come it, true. Incredibly it really surprising would. that I forgot that that was the idea, considering we were literally talking about it like yes. eight seconds ago. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then the last movie, movie six. Doesn't matter. I've already died of enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> movie six. This is uh, X-Men. 18 years from now. This is the X-Men in uh, their most iconic form. Okay. That one time when they all became movies. vampires. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> And then, the, and then no! the sales tank, and then we do a reboot. Okay. Oh, no. man. No. Um, no. no. I'm, I'm done. Movie six <laughs> is House of M. Mm. House of M. Mm. No, I don't know. All right, you know what? I got some time I, to think about movie six. We'll come back to it in a few I'll, years. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I don't even care about anything that happens to the X-Men after the 90s. <laughs> it's, it's really... It's a non-starter for me. Once you get to that point, I'm done. I, I'll probably go see the movie, but there's no, uh, there's no. The movies would have to be really good for me to want to keep paying attention. Now here's because the best I part, feel though. like I do. I let me, let me. I feel like the X Men peaked in the '90s. There, there was the the pinnacle of what the X Men were, what the X Men could be, and then they started going fucking crazy. Oh, movie six. Movie six. You ready? I'm ready. Rogue gets Captain Marvel's powers. It's a long time to wait. I think Brie Larson might be dead by movie six. Okay. (laughs) We're only at the third Avengers movie. All right. We're moving this to movie two. All right. Movie two. We're going to (laughs) throw Rogue in instead of Nightcrawler. Okay. Kitty Pride's there. No, I'm sorry. Jub- Kitty Pryde's already there. Jubilee's there instead of Sunfire. We're trying to balance the genders better. 
Okay. Mm, there you go. There you go. Uh, so we're throwing in um, more white people. Uh-oh. Uh, women. <clears throat> well, Jubilee's Asian, isn't she? Pat, she we're is. still doing okay here. We're still doing good. We can get um, we can get the Chinese backers on board with this because Jubilee's in the movie. Um, okay. All right. So we got Rogue, Captain Marvel. Rogue gets Captain Marvel's powers. Ro- uh, Rogue continues to have Captain Marvel's powers until movie four, when uh, they are stripped out of her by the Phoenix. Somehow, mm-hmm. I don't know. And they go back to Captain Marvel. All right. We get at least at least one additional entire movie with superpowered rogue who will not be able to shoot photon beams because I don't know what that's all about. Fair enough. Um, but I, I have to say, I think that rogue should just get to keep the powers because mm. that was her. Her shtick was never. I've stolen your powers. They're mine and not yours anymore. She absorbed them and they could recover. You know, that's, that's pretty much what happened. You know, I would have to look that up because I thought, because I know that um, Captain Marvel was incapacitated by. Correct. Because it was such a massive transfer of power. Right. She, she could have killed her if she just kept holding onto her. So yes, it, it still knocks them out. But I don't believe. Let's. I'm. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a quick. Uh, okay. So now I'm trying to remember because I thought that Captain Marvel revived in the comics when the powers left Rogue. But that I could be very wrong about that. That may not. They may. Those two things might not even have been related. You do the research. Right. I'm gonna continue planning out a decade and a half of movies off the top. Yeah. Of my well, head. you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, speaking of, we're gonna move on, Pep. I'm moving on. Speaking of movies that are um, properly planned out ahead of time and definitely not making a lot of changes at the last minute, James Gunn has been rehired for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What? What? Oh, man. I was I I smiled for like 33 hours (laughs) straight. I was smiling, sleeping, smiling in the shower, (laughs) smiling, smiling, smiling. No, but seriously, I could not be happier. I I have the the biggest misstep I think that Disney Disney Marvel made was was the firing of James Gunn for no good reason. Like it would be one thing if James Gunn was spouting these things that he he said and has apologized for long yeah. ago. Yeah, he apologized he was, long ago. It wasn't it, like he right. apologized when people found it. Exactly. He voluntarily apologized, said, hey, guys, you know, I'd said these things when I was younger. It was stupid. I wish I didn't. But that's who I was then. And I am a different person now. I really like I like James Gunn as a person like he he's very careful not to say I'm a better person now. He said, I'm a different person and I like myself more. And I I feel like I in my work, I approach things from a different place. Now I I approach things from a place of love and, you know, outsiders finding a place together, which is obvious from his work in guardians and and pretty much any of his, his newer works. Now I actually, I did see a James Gunn movie a very long time ago. It was called Tromeo and Juliet. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, let me tell you, you know, to sum up that entire movie, 
um, there is a three foot penis monster in it. <laughs> and it is the story of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that pretty much says it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Disney hired him to make Guardians of the Galaxy, knowing full well that he is the man that put a three foot penis monster in a uh, a movie. And they were obviously they knew about all of his tweets and such. And so the fact that somebody was just like, this guy's a stupid head. I'm going to get him in trouble. And went out and, and said, look at these tweets. Gotcha. And James Gunn was probably like, no, you didn't get me. <laughs> but then they got him. Yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, people have been over this a lot, but <laughs> I, I suspect that. You know, this was around the time when Roseanne was spouting off a whole yes. bunch of yes, things and Disney wa- didn't want to look like, oh, yeah, we're we're, you know, we're going to fire the conservative, but we're going to ignore the problems with the, I assume, liberal. I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, pretty sure. I think they just wanted to be like seen as fair. And so they're like, right. we got to fire him, too. And like, it's not it, it can't just be, it's, you know, equal. Like you have to look at the situations Right. Like if he it's was doing not what she the was same doing, thing. then it would have been justified. Like I would have called for him to be fired, but no, it, it was not. It was not justified, and I'm glad they're bringing him back. And it's unfortunate that he has to make a Suicide Squad movie as punishment first. Um, <laughs> well, who knows? That might be the best thing to ever happen. You know, no, I know. We, I'm, I'm joking, we, but like, yeah, that actually, I'm looking forward to his. Uh, we could squad. very well now. Uh, the problem here is is that it's already established. That's my my fear here. Um, I don't think he's going to have quite the freedom. Now, if he was just doing a brand new, I heard this is kind of a soft reboot, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, the, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait and see. I still haven't seen the first one because it looked terrible and I've heard it's it terrible. terrible. So it's, I, you know, I it, not it's, wasted my time on it yet. This but. is going to be really weird because, well, presumably he wouldn't want to make this movie just be like a carbon copy of guardians. Right. And presumably, although I mean, the, the themes are similar anyway, they are. And the first suicide squad tried really hard to capture the, the tone right. of it guardians was, it was and absolutely it warner brothers being like make a guardians of the galaxy movie stupid heads yeah like, it was well, really we'll like it was really like here's like, some goofy music you, right yeah you could just the movie was basically like shaking you going like are you thinking of guardians yet <laughs> <laughs> look at us we're doing what guardians did and it's it's not we're doing it no it you're not like, it was they dialed it up too far. They turned Guardians up to 11. <laughs> and they broke off the dial. Yeah. I don't know where that metaphor was going, but... I don't know either, but I liked it. <clears throat> yeah. So it's going to be interesting because it's either going to be like, oh, yeah, he may... either If it follows the same tone, then it's going to be like, oh, James Gunn is just making another Guardians movie called Suicide Squad. But if it doesn't, and he goes in a different direction, which I feel he should, then it's not going to match with the first movie, which... On paper, sounds bad, but in practice, we'll probably actually be okay. Yeah. I, I got to be honest, though. I feel like some of the things that I don't like about Suicide Squad are already beyond his control. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't like that their costumes are dumb. 
Well, some of the you actors know, are not going to be the same. Like Will Smith is not going to be there. So right. I'm assuming they're going to redo. a smart move for him. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to redo all the costumes. I hope they redo Harley Quinn's costume. I, so I thought I heard she's not going to be in it. Oh, yeah, you're right. She is not going to be in it. She's got a so, different movie coming. Right. A different movie that looks exactly like this movie. Yeah. And sounds awful. So. Yeah. You know, I... Um, I think I have, I can't remember if it came out or not. Did Aquaman come out yet? I think it did. Uh, um, not on the the home video. Okay. So I think my iTunes pre-order, because iTunes always comes out like a month early or whatever. Right. Uh, you, so, pr- you do probably have it. Yeah. So my iTunes copy of Aquaman came in and I have to watch it um, because it's, I feel like um, the reviews have made me believe that it might not be terrible. So I, I, I agree. I also have not seen it yet. Which is shocking because my wife really wanted to see that movie, um, and uh, I wonder why. Right, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was just something we never got got to do. So I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'll say the review, but see the DC bar is set so low, mm-hmm. so low that it's it's hard to uh to to screw it up they keep doing it <laughs> but uh but you know i i'm i'll tell you what this is a little off topic but i am really excited for Shaz- shazam mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's the, it's the first time that i feel dc since man of steel it's the first time i feel dc has had a shot mm-hmm because I, I didn't include Green Lantern because I did think they had a shot with that one. <laughs> they didn't, but I thought they did. You know, uh, this is like there. I know some people look at the fact that like Marvel movies are getting funnier and funnier. Right. Um, as like a a like, oh, they're all the same. They're all they all have quips in them and everything. And it's like, well, here's the thing. People quip in real life. Right. People find those kind like jokes are funny. I shouldn't have to explain that concept, but humor <laughs> is funny. Um, like they make they it's it's fun to be in a roller coaster of emotions and not just like Batman v Superman bombarded with depression the entire well, time. You know, it's like you want action scenes, you want you know love and drama and scariness and all that stuff, and then sure. you want some jokes in between and like. It's comic books, and in the comics, they quip. That Everyone right. does. They all do. It's, it's Even Thor very... does it in the comics with his, like, you know, it's all written in script because you assume he's talking in some <laughs> weird hybrid British Nordic accent. Right. But, you know, he quips. No, it's, it's very true. You know, the, the, the notion here is that, you know, people have read comic books throughout the years to more or less escape reality. It is an escape kind of entertainment. You know, you go into the comic book to read the comic book to be transported somewhere else. Now, I don't know about you, especially in today's world. I don't need more drama and bullshit. Mm -hmm. I don't. Not not even a little. (laughs) What I need is to be able to watch some heroes doing some heroic stuff and have a good time. Now, and I don't, 99%. You don't to, go ahead. You don't want to have to mentally prepare yourself 
to go to watch one of these movies. Like when you, you know, well, if it's earned though, well, see, and, and, the, well, the thing is, is, is that me, when let me you give you an example of what uh-huh, I because but... I think you misunderstand what I mean. But like when I sit down, like sitting down to watch Batman v Superman, I had mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I am aware that I'm going to have to sit and pay attention to this for three hours. It will not be easy, you know, <laughs> but I could go into any Marvel movie sight unseen and be like, you know what? I know I'm going to make it through this and not be looking at my watch the whole time because it's going to right. keep me entertained and keep me through. If I go to see a horror movie, it's the same thing because I don't like horror movies, but sometimes I see them and it's like, you know, just be prepared. You're going to be in this movie and stuff's going to be happening and you're not going to be liking a lot of it. So just you're going to get through it. It'll be OK. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be OK, buddy. You We're going to make it through. I got to get my head in the right space to be able to. Uh, you know, to consume the media. But, right. you know, when a movie is, when there's lightheartedness, but also seriousness and everything, like I can get through it. And a lot of people can. Right. That's a very, that's a mainstream kind of idea. It is. Well, but back to kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, go ahead. The, uh, the idea of, of earning it is just something that DC has not done yet. They have not earned shit. They and, and that's from from Green Lantern till now. They tried with Green Lantern. They tried to be like, it's a silly slapstick comedy, kind of. <laughs> you remember that Jack Black script? Well, it's a little of that. <laughs> uh, and, and and then it's like, no, but then it's a heroic thing. But he's he don't this this version of Hal Jordan does not seem to be the guy who you'd want to try to save you. You know, <laughs> I will, I will say this. I felt the tone of green lantern was spot on. That was not the problem with the movie. There were a lot no, of the, problems it, with that movie, but I thought the tone and the use of humor and everything. And, you know, I thought that the, the beats there of going from humor and jokes and everything like that was fine. It wasn't really hell Jordan-y. <laughs> You know, but right. like I, I was entertained by that part of it. And I think it's a I think it's a big um, like you can you can get a sense of how of why Man of Steel is the way it is, because they probably went like, oh, man, that movie had tons of jokes in it. Green Lantern. Right. Exactly. Nobody That's, liked it. Got to take the jokes out. It, and, and I mean, you know, the again, you talk about not earning stuff. Um, man of Steel is is a constant like all of a sudden he's like trying to be like suave with Lois. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know, he's like, it's not an ass. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Sure as fuck looks like an ass. Your name's <laughs> Superman, isn't it? Dick face. <laughs> but Pat, I would like you to do the interview in the next Superman movie. <laughs> as long as I have kryptonite. Um, but <laughs> But you know, it, it 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 it's just completely unearned. He's just he's supposed to. He's like, I'm all cocky and stuff. I haven't done anything to prove myself to be cocky and shit. Well, there was but that one I time sure he put like three telephone poles shit. through a truck. <laughs> right, right, and he opened that safe for somebody. Right, somebody yeah, asked him to do that. Right, I think so. <laughs> what? There, there's a villain afoot. What do I do? I know. I'll rip off this door. This doesn't look important or expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going back to your concept of like things being earned, mm-hmm. like that's why uh, Infinity War I feel works very well. There's very few jokes in that movie; they are there, and when you they get are. them, like they land really well because you're you're 
you're usually watching like a really tense scene or something like that, you know? And then like, what's it like, you know, um, Tyr whatever his name, I can't remember any of the names. Like, you know, this will kill you. And he's like, not if I die first or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's what <laughs> killing you means. You know, like in your... <laughs> Right. As a viewer, it's tense, and you're wondering, like, what are they going to do? And then like, there's just a random joke, and then they move on, and um, you know, it breaks and it's it up great. a little bit. And it's it's wonderful. It's, yeah, it's for the most part very serious, and obviously, it right. it ends uh, very Empire Strikes Backy. Um, but that 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 movie ends with a bigger gut punch than Empire Strikes Back. I I would say. Oh yeah! Oh definitely. You know, because that that is I still won't let I, my daughter has seen every Marvel movie except for that one. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm ever going to show it to her. Mm -hmm. We might just skip right into this one. She'll be like, where's everybody? I was like, well, they're gone. Just just go with it. <laughs> at, the, at, at the end, when everybody comes back, spoiler alert for the end of Endgame, which I have totally definitely seen um, <laughs> when they all come back to life and everything is undone. You could just tell your daughter. Yeah, these are their twins. There's twins now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Twinsies. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Twinsies. These, are These ones are scrolls. The other ones are real. Or, I'll or, tell you what. I they? after you know not, you know spoiler alert everybody spoiler alert. It's not really spoilery, but spoiler alert. After seeing Captain Marvel and they they do show us scrolls. Mm -hmm. um, that opens so many doors. There are so many avenues now where they could just be like. Oh yeah, no, that guy was a scroll the whole time. You know, <laughs> and I'm they... gonna be so pissed if they do that to me. But I'm also gonna be entertained. So it's one of those things. I'm gonna be really mad about it. I but, actually, uh, um, I really want that. I want someone to have been a scroll the entire time, or at least like since um, like the first Avengers movie or something like that. Something. Yeah, it awesome. would it would be the fact that they introduced the scrolls, the fact that the scrolls have been on Earth since the nineties, um it it all it has to. It, it it there somebody at some point in these Marvel movies is gonna just be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm a scroll. <laughs> You've actually never met the real Thor. Sorry. The the real the, the Thor from Thor one and two was a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> this Thor, the funny one. Oh man, that's the real one. That's the real one. I um I have Tony always Stark. been. This has kind of been in the back of my head for the last ten years, but I am really upset that they have um never in any of the movies, and I think only very rarely on agents of shield ever employed a life model decoy in order for, you know, in order to get around a plot inconvenience. Uh-huh. I really wanted that to be, to happen at some point. Just, I mean, yeah. you got Nick Fury and all these movies and everything. It's like, you know, I think he gets, doesn't he get shot in like winter soldier or something? And I was expecting him to die and then just be like, Nope. Well, he, life model he decoy. did die. He did die. Oh yeah. He did die, but he but didn't. Was, yeah, that's right. But I was there, expecting there could, at the there time. There could have been a life model decoy involved in that plot. I don't I really remember how it went. No, there, there wasn't. But I was expecting there to be one because he. Did, you're right. He did die, technically. Right. And I was, and I was like, okay, but he's not really dead. Like it's going to be a life model decoy. And I don't remember <laughs> what happened. They brought him back with magic. Or right. Something. He was just. He was just like, uh, nope. Everybody, I'm right here. <laughs> I got my eye on you. <laughs> I don't know why I said that just then. I don't know either, but I liked it. 
Speaking of Endgame, there yes, have been we some have trailers. Been. Yes, there some have trailers been. there have been. What are your thoughts on this movie? Do you think it's going to be like you think people are gonna yeah, go see this movie I, or I I have a feeling people are gonna go see this movie. I mean, call it a hunch. Mm-hmm. Call it a hunch. Okay, but it's a hunch. People are gonna go see this movie. Um let's let's talk about this this trailer a little bit. Um First of all, the the first like three quarters of the trailer. Now they've they've said time and time again that essentially nothing that we see in these trailers is past like the 15, 20 minute mark. Mm. <laughs> so I I doubt that that's entirely true, uh, based on the the stuff we see at the end. Because I feel like if that happens within the first fifteen minutes, wow, wow. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, the stuff we've seen so far feels like it's just picking up where Infinity War left off to kind of catch you up on where everybody is. The the majority of the stuff, like Tony Stark in, yeah. in the um in the Guardians ship and stuff. But again, it, it kind of gets you know. A, a spoiler alert: If anybody doesn't want to hear anything at all about this, go away. <laughs> Come back, but go away. Um, so the, the, the end of the trailer, we get all of the Avengers in these funny space suity things. I think they're called space suits. Um, so this, the, the, the slow walk here, uh, with all the, the cool space suit guys. And my wife was like, why is war machine in a bigger one? That's dumb. I was like, he can't walk. <laughs> He's got a broken back. He needs that shit. She goes, Oh, <laughs> watch the movies. Um, just shush and watch the movies, will you? Um, and my download speed is real, real slow. But my upload speed's pretty okay. Anyway, hey, send me your bits. Um, <clears throat> so they, so we see, we we do see Tony in this spacesuit. Like I think that's the the takeaway here is that, and I mean it's pretty obvious. <laughs> But still, you're you're just there's that moment of like, oh, now I know something. Mm. <sighs> you know, to- and and somebody was complaining. I guess some toys got released with characters in this outfit that weren't in the the slow walk. Uh, I mean, it's it's no brainer stuff here, like Rocket and Thor, mm-hmm. and probably Captain Marvel. Maybe not Captain Marvel because she probably just wears her outfit. Because these, I don't know if these are space suits or if these are time suits. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and, and Nebula is in this group too, and she was with Tony. So right, right. So it's, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that people are going to make it to the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I really loved the very end uh, with Thor and Captain Marvel. I thought that was pretty pretty delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I. Again, not to open the can of worms totally here, but I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. I thought the movie was great. Um, I and you know this is this is a shameful nerd fact. Um, I did not realize for a long time that Captain Marvel was Miss Marvel. I did. I did not. I, I I literally I kept I kept saying in my head, you know, I was like, wasn't Miss Marvel's name Carol too? Wasn't she also a fighter pilot? 
<laughs> and, and then, you know, I, I looked up uh, Captain Marvel at one point to tell my daughter more about her. And I was like, oh, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, she got promoted a few years ago. <laughs> right, right. She was Miss. Yeah. And now she's a captain. Um, but uh, there, that was my shameful secret. <laughs> Don't revoke my nerd card. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, you know, going into the movie, I did know a bit about Captain Marvel, but not a ton. You know what I mean? Like I, I did. I read Miss Marvel for a long time uh, and I really enjoyed the book. Uh, but I never, I never read any Captain Marvel. <laughs> the movie. Um, I hope this isn't. This might be spoilery for people who who have read the comics. But the movie, um, basic. Well, the movie cuts out all of the Ms. Marvel stuff, and it basically focuses right. on um, things from the more recent comic run after she became Captain Marvel. So that's that comic run is basically her movie continuity. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I hadn't read anything because I when when we had the shop, there was a uh, Ms. Marvel back yeah. when she was in the black suit with the lightning bolt. Right. And so I, when, when I read the shop that was when from, she first came back. Like she I had read been that gone from for a long issue time. one on and I really enjoyed that series. That was a that was a good series. Um, and then, like I said, I, I didn't I didn't follow her on mostly because after the post shop, I really don't get to read comic books at all. Um, but it's, it's still, it's an interesting thing, uh, how much the pull is there. Um, this is completely off topic, but you know, whatever, we'll fill time. Um, I was watching Chasing Amy the other night. Have you ever seen Chasing Amy? Does that ever make you watch Chasing Amy? I, I own Chasing Amy. Uh, have you ever seen it? That doesn't mean anything. The nah, fact that you never. own No, I've seen it many times, but with um, or without you. Good, good. Um, and I love that movie. That is a fantastic movie. Uh, but what I loved about it this time around is something that I, I hadn't really, it hadn't ever really occurred to me before. Um, I really want to make like a one shot comic, like never, never thinking about like, oh, this is going to be a movie. This is going to be a huge series. This is going to be a big run. I just love the idea of making one very personal book you know and and maybe i'll never make another one but it, it was like it was this this moment when you know at the end of the the movie um when he when he's handed the chasing amy comic and i was just like damn it i want that i want that feeling i mean not the whole <coughs> getting dumped by a lesbian and having to run into her uh with her new lover and whatnot yes, that I'm feeling sure. that I terrible. um but what I, I I just I loved the the notion that there was just something they put out there in the world that other people could enjoy. And it's a very interesting thing. You know, it's just a, it's a very nice notion, you know. Are you going to write and illustrate? I mean, probably. Are I'll you have you actually spell going to do this. I, I mean, over the next 30 years. Okay. Gotcha. So on a galactic time scale. On a galactic time scale, no time at all. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing is, the other thing about it is, is that if you do stuff like this, like we know people who put out comic books uh, in the, you know, self-published realm, you got to be a certain kind of person, I feel like, to get anywhere. And I'm just not that kind of person. 
Like I love creating things. I am terrible at marketing things. I also have low self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly so, a miracle if anybody is listening to this podcast right now. It, it is. It's 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 true. Um, but you know, I was telling Brian before the show, I, I was making little, I make stickers. I, I don't know if I've ever actually mentioned that on the show, but I make stickers. I like them a lot. I just make designs up and I make stickers out of them. Um, but, uh, I made up a, a, a handful of packs of stickers. Now, technically speaking, this is actually, this is worth something. You know, if you were to purchase these stickers, uh, at cost, you know, you would you would pay ten or fifteen dollars for this pack of stickers, uh, and I'm just giving them away for nothing. You know what I mean? So, uh, but the odds are is I won't give them away <laughs> because I'll think to myself, oh, I should I should give one of these to that person for some reason. You know, whatever reason. You know, I see that they're wearing a cool shirt that I, I would like. Then I say, oh, I, if I like their shirt, they might like my stickers. Here you go. But then I'll think, yeah, they don't want my stickers. <laughs> and I'll just walk away wringing my hands, looking worried, and the person won't know why. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a little peek into my psyche. <laughs> okay, so... And that's what this show is really about. So, long story short, um, end game looking good? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, who do you think is not going to die in this movie mm, that's a harder question uh um, let me ask you this hold on let me rephrase that i'm gonna invert it who in this movie is going to die by time bullet <laughs> i will i think if it's a time bullet i think it's an easy question um i do think that uh that captain america and iron man are probably going to be put in a situation that takes them out of the game that does not mean that they are dead because they are far too valuable to be dead. Um, the actors could use a break, but I feel like, you know, it could be they could run this sucker for 10 more years and then be like, man, you know what we need? Tony Stark. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get Robert Downey on the phone. We're bringing him back. And, you know, maybe Robert's going to go out there and be like, you know what? For the past 10 years, I've been playing the same character I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> I want back in, you know? So I, I feel like killing them off is not, it's not a smart financial decision. The, you know, the, the thing about comic book movies is that they presumably also follow comic book rules. And the number one rule in comic books is nobody stays dead. Nope. And nobody. so like you could easily I, kill them. I think uncle Ben is still dead. I don't think he's ever come back. Uh, come back. Uh, yeah, but you know how many versions of Uncle Ben there are that are not dead? True. True enough. There's, you there's got always you got a way, me. Pat. There's always a way. You remember, remember when we said, uh, like, probably it was only like 50, it's like 15 years ago. Like the, <laughs> the thing that everybody believed is like, this is gospel. Nobody stays dead except for Barry Allen and Bucky Barnes. And Gwen Stacy. And Gwen Stacy. Don't forget, oh, don't forget right. about Gwen Stacy, who is and, now like 30 different characters as well. Exactly. And now <laughs> all three of them are alive again and major parts right. of their various universes and, right. and uh, motion pictures. So 
you know, nobody yeah, stays like dead. I said, it, I nobody stays dead. I don't think that there's I feel like there is no reason to kill off, kill off the characters. You know what I mean? I my fondest hope is Cap's going to get that dance with Peggy. You know, there's going to be some kind of a, you know, we're, we're going to give him he has to stay here, but at least he'll stay in a happy place, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll, you know, maybe they're going to be the guardians of the soul stone now or some stupid shit. Who knows? Hey, that um, was going to be my next question. Do you think this is the movie that Adam Warlock shows up in? It seems like it's not. I don't know, man. Well, I don't know, because I feel like Captain Marvel is going to fulfill the the butt kicking part of the, the show here. I know, but and, he's the guardian uh, of the soul stone. Like he's the, he's right. an integral part of the story in the comics and they've already teased him. Like, I feel like if he comes in after this, it's just like, why did, <laughs> why did we bother teasing him? You know, why well, did we, uh, I think know. this all comes back to, um, how hard they screwed the pooch, uh, kicking James Gunn out. You know, yeah. I think that pre think guardians three, would have been the introduction of Adam Warlock and that would have been before Endgame? I don't know about before Endgame, to be honest. I feel like um, I feel like he had a firmer place. You know, obviously that's where he, he was. He's been introduced, not in the flesh, but in the egg. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he's there, or the cocoon, I should say. Um, he's he's there. You know, we know that he's coming. But uh, but again, like, you know, I feel like his character needs a movie to to really come out, you know, Guardians three, because right now he is being bred to defeat the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's where we left him. He is going to be a tool of evil. I just really want I really wanted Endgame to end with a setup um, so that there could be a. Thanos, Adam, uh, Warlock, buddy movie coming up. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe. You know, that's all I want. That's literally all I want. All I want. They're doing it backwards from the comics. Adam in the comics, <laughs> Adam Warlock and uh, Thanos were going on a buddy adventure, and they found uh, Star Lord and ended up kickstarting the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like we're just doing it backwards. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I mean, and here's the other thing that I feel like they could be leading to. Um, we might get almost, you know, anti-hero Thanos in this movie. Aunt May hero. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. This is no longer end game discussion. This is the next game discussion. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Phase... Five. Fan four stick. Four, phase four? Phase three? Which phase are we on? <laughs> we're we're on we would be entering into phase four. Okay. Most most notably because several people have hinted that they should really just build the foundation of phase four on the Fantastic Four now that we can. <laughs> ah, phase four stick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Actually, good idea. Here's what I want to do. This is my idea for phase four, five, six, whatever. The next group. So you know how. Thanos was the guy pulling the strings, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, here's what I would like to happen. We do same thing. You you think we're doing the same thing, right? Now, in the background, having almost nothing to do with the movies, but the <laughs> the viewer is aware 
that some strings are being pulled by Dr. Doom. Okay. Mm. Dr. Doom is now the guy who is subtly influencing events. And then we have a movie where he features more heavily and you think he's the bad guy until the very end when you realize he hasn't been the bad guy at all. He's been pulling the strings because he's trying to prepare the earth to fight Galactus. Uh, or somebody I else. Feel, pick, pick any I, I, any no, cosmic I, I, villain. That, I mean, that's fine. I, I, I would appreciate a, a decent Galactus story. But um, I feel like that's what... The, there are so many fan theories out there that claim that Loki is that exact same character you just described. Well, I don't think that is true at all, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, the, the, the notion... Dead? Nah, you know... Um, the notion comes from uh, from a, a throwaway line, I believe, um, where, you know, it's when Tony and Loki are, are having their chat, you know, in uh, Avengers 1. Um, and basically, you know, Tony's like, you managed to piss off all of them. And Loki's like, well, that was the point. And everybody's like, well, what, 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 what do you mean? That was the point. You mean he was trying to start the Avengers. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that, I mean, but I mean, if, if that is the case, that would be very interesting. I it don't be, think I f- it is. I feel like they should have picked up that thread at least once before Loki died. Again, uh, I don't it's believe been a long time since that movie. I, I don't think he's dead. He's dead. I don't. I don't he's think they dead. said in the movie he's really dead this time, Pat. Comic book deaths are are final. All right? That's the rule. Nobody comes back from the dead. That's that's the one thing that you gotta know. No, First I I really I highly doubt that Loki is dead. I also highly doubt that he was supposedly an agent of uh, of change or whatnot. Unless <clears throat> unless because see Loki is too uh, petty. That's 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 where I, I feel Loki is far too petty to be on his own. Now, if it turns out at the very end that Loki goes back Doom. and talks right. to Dr. Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting somewhere, Pat. You know, then, then he's like, you were right. <laughs> I don't do a good Loki. But anyway. Uh, you know, he's just like, you were right. And Dr. Doom's like, Doom is always right. <laughs> it spins his chair around. I just, it, you know, the idea of there being a, um, an overarching villain pulling the strings behind the scenes, like, I guess Thanos could be that guy, but I would much, it would be much more interesting to me to have Dr. Doom be that person and for it to be um, implemented in such a way where you, you don't see it coming. You know, like where it's not obvious that that's what's happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that like I would I mean, obviously, if I'm like hoping for it, I'm going to see it coming. But like I would really <laughs> love to have been surprised and been like, oh, that's true. I guess everything he was doing was for the good of the plant. Like like if it's true that Loki was trying to form the Avengers and stuff like I would really like for the movies at some point to be able to go like, oh, yeah look back at everything he's done. It's all been for the good of the earth. And right. I don't think you can really do that. Right. Again, like I, he, he could, if he was a lackey, you know, if he was, if he was instrumental in, in doom's plan and doom's plan was always to 
start the Avengers and this was all big lead up to fighting Galactus because, mm-hmm. you know, we had to we had to fight the Chitari, see if we could fight any aliens. <laughs> it's it's like um I I think about it like uh do you remember when Secret Invasion started in mm-hmm. the comics and they like took you all the way back like seven years to the beginning of um uh New Avengers and they were like, Remember when this happened and we never explained it? That was the beginning of the secret invasion. You know, it's like we've been... Pl- and then right. they showed you, like, all the times in the comics where I was like, yeah, that was a scroll, and we had been planning that the whole time. Like, I don't think that they have been planning that far ahead, you know? So I'm hoping well, that... it's hard to say, though. I mean, like, here's the other thing, is that they're... I feel like if I'm Disney, which I'm not, but if I'm Disney, I probably have five to ten pokers in that fire you know what i mean you could be like well we've got this idea where it turns out the mandarin really was the mandarin (laughs) 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 or you know what i mean you know where they they can just be like well tony stark was a scroll the whole he died in the first movie when you thought he was dying he died instantly taken over by a scroll ever since he's been a scroll you know, or, you know, I mean, the, the obvious one, the one that I think everybody is trying to to rationalize is Bruce Banner, perhaps a scroll. And that's why we haven't he couldn't turn into Hulk. You know, um, that is one of the many theories floating around out there. So uh, I, I think because th- this is where I go with that is whenever you are watching a because the unless are you talking like that they are known agents or like sleeper agents? Because if they if they know that they're scrolls, a lot of times that's hard to say. Know that they're scrolls, and so if you if right. the movie shows like private moments of them, like you know Bruce Banner trying to turn into the Hulk, like a scroll agent wouldn't just he just wouldn't do that if he was a sleeper right. agent and legit thought he was the Hulk, that would make sense. Right. But at the same time, it would be monumentally stupid for the scrolls to be like okay you're going to be this guy who can turn into the Hulk and he's not actually going to be able to turn into the Hulk. So we're just going to hope he doesn't try. (laughs) I mean, you know, it it could be that their Intel was bad and they were just like, you know, Dr. Bruce Banner, he's always hanging out with those guys. (laughs) We we never know where he goes during the fights, but he's always hanging out with these guys. Just infiltrate. And they're like, okay. And then everybody's like, turn into the Hulk. And he's like, oh, man, I can't. Um... Pat, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me hit you with something real quick. Think about this. Ready? Mm-hmm. Everyone who survived the snap is a Skrull. <laughs> is a sleeper Skrull? Yep. A sleeper Skrull. In the last 20 years, Skrulls replaced half the population and Thanos snapped out the humans. There are actually no humans left. Yep. Uh, that is not going to happen um, for a couple of reasons, one of which is it's terrible. <laughs> All right. I'll take your criticism. I'll take it. I'll take your feedback. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that, that, that while that's interesting, uh, that's not how Thanos' snap worked. It would it would have eliminated half of the scrolls and half of the humans because it's a fifty fifty chance, you know, statistically speaking. Well, he did not okay. pick and choose 
who survived. That was the whole point of the snap is that it was it was completely unbiased. He just said half of everybody. I don't care who. I don't care how. I don't care why. Half of everybody. And it randomly picked turning into dirt. <laughs> there was a universe where literally half of everyone, their legs <laughs> all just disappeared. <laughs> And unfortunately, was, the other half died was, shortly thereafter, and it did not go according to plan. It was it was actually, it was a 50-50 shot if you lost your legs <laughs> or if you lost your upper parts. But, uh, but half of you was gone. Hmm. <laughs> now that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> and this is why I'm never invited to pitch meetings. <laughs> um, Bucky is a scroll. Um, I could, I could get behind Bucky being a scroll. Um, it would be, it would be harsh though. I mean, poor cap. I know. Right. You know, well, he's going to be dead by time bullet anyway. So (laughs) right. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see Bucky. Red skull is actually a scroll named red (laughs) Red scroll. <laughs> they call him that because he's a scroll, but he's red. He's actually not taking a shape. That's just what he looks like. It's just what he looks like, right? Yeah, no, yeah. no. Hey, I say no. Uh, I'm gonna say no dice on that one. Um, it's, it's actually a, it's very racist when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, so is Red Skull, really? Well, you got me there. What goes around comes around, I guess. <laughs> Win in Rome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, let's stop talking about Marvel. Let's talk about something that has not yet been absorbed into Disney. <laughs> it's getting there. You know, it's almost I mean, there. we're probably like less than 10 years away, but they, they are still, this is this was news to me, but they are still <laughs> trying to make another He-Man movie. Yes, they are. And this is, I got to say, this is the the biggest step that we've gotten. I know. So... Before this... It has literally just been one person going, I think we're going to make a He-Man movie every like <laughs> right. two or three years. It was David S. Goyer, sadly, who is apparently still involved as a producer, which makes me uneasy. Every, I'll, I'll tell you this. The fact that this this franchise is so near and dear to the hearts of many, you know, me Especially, I feel, but you know, there there are lots of me's out there. Um, I I know it's not insanely pop culture, but He Man is to to children of a certain age, being you know in their thirties. He Man is a huge deal, you know, um, and I don't think I feel like they're just not paying attention to what happened in the past. You know what I mean? Like they they know that there was a movie in the 80s and it didn't do great. <laughs> but so far, everything about this production at every, every every turn, they're making these decisions where you go, huh? Huh? What, what <laughs> like, like, right. And I don't want to be a naysayer because you know what? Heath Ledger, Michael Keaton, you know, these are these are people who everybody was like, Michael Keaton, the comedian is going to play Batman. (laughs) 
And then it turned out to be one of the best, if not the best portrayal of both, both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, and, and again, Heath Ledger, everybody's like, Oh, Heath Ledger, he can't play the Joker. He, the kid from 10 things I hate about you. Oh my God. And then again, the, the most prolific version of the Joker that we've ever, ever gotten. Um, so what we've got here is a report that um, – what is this stupid kid's name? Noah Centino? Centino? Yeah. Um, a dark-haired Italian mm-hmm. is up for – you know, he's got the right skin tone, I guess, for him, man. Well, maybe they're going to change his uh, hair color when he becomes Could be. Could be. Um, now, so here's here's the weird thing. So first of all – People are treating this as though now for me, because I'm a big He-Man fan, I've, I follow a lot of He-Man groups and such on Facebook and, and whatnot. And so I woke up this morning to my feed just being jam packed with this story. And there's a lot of variance in each telling of the story. Most of the time it is being presented as he is in talks to play He-Man, not Here's your new He-Man. And again, this is probably like the sixth actor who has been in talks to play He-Man. Um, Kellen Lutz, I think I'm saying that right, um, who looked a hell of a lot more like He-Man, um, was was the last person who was in talks to play He-Man. Um, but again, like, ton, you know, people are running with this story. Uh, sometimes in the story, it says that he's to play Prince Adam, which would possibly be that maybe He-Man will be played by somebody else, a la Shazam. Um, I doubt it with this. You know, he's he's not got a super muscular physique, but, you know, it, it would be something else if they cast like a 13 year old, you know, and, you know, like the the Mike Young series that I, I always thought that was a really a much better idea. <laughs> <laughs> that that the you know the the power actually yeah. transformed him from a youth to an adult it that be, really kept his secret identity more intact yeah and that would have been i think a really good thing to have in a movie had we not just had a shazam movie where the right. like literal exact same thing happens and the only difference exactly. is you say a magic word and don't hold up a sword right exactly <laughs> they're still holding a loft of anything for shazam um, but I, I mean, you know, the fact that this has been filtered through Mick G, David S. Goyer, um, the last star again, Kellen Luntz is from Twilight fame. This kid is apparently from some show on ABC family or what a free form, uh, and some other, he's, he's just like a teen heartthrob. Like that's, that's what his claim to fame is. Uh, I actually, in in trying to get a feel for him, I found a video of him online. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, um, but they do these like um, it's really me. I think is what they're called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, or the no. real whatever. Anyways, they they take celebrities and then they have them log on to imdb and wikipedia and whatnot and answer questions and fix their wikipedia page and things like that and it's supposed to be entertaining and usually depending upon who's doing it 
you know, I, I think I saw The Rock do it once, maybe. You know, I, I've some celebrities do it, and it's fun. And I saw this kid do it, and he's just kind of a douche. Like, like you, you can just tell that the kid is a young kid with moderate fame, and he's definitely not a household name, but there are definitely probably girls with his picture from Teen Beat plastered all over their walls, you know? Um, I gotta say... I'm not judging just from his previous work and what I've gleaned from him and visually what he looks like. I am not excited by this choice. Um, it could be, it could be different. It could, you know, maybe he's going to hit the gym hard and come out looking like he man. I don't know. Maybe they're just going to put him in a rubber suit. I don't know. Um, but uh, again, until we see some actual, visual uh keys you know some uh some pictures some something you know uh, concept Uh, art or at at the very least right at the very least some concept art now again they're still posting this picture that somebody made of battle cat you know 50 years ago i feel like now uh that looks real badass and it's all sepia tone zack snyder style uh, which God, I hope is not the way they're going with this. Um, again, the the thing is, is that He-Man, especially He-Man, a character that was built around a children's cartoon show that he did not ever cut anything with his sword. <laughs> he His sword was used to deflect laser beams and to stick into walls. <laughs> You know, he never used his sword as a sharp, pointy object to defend himself with Um, or attack even, you know, Uh, (coughs) excuse me. So if they don't approach this with at least some levity, then it's going to fail. It's going to it's going to fall straight on its face. I can guarantee it. Um, If. They're going to I here's my fears. They're just going to try to make Conan the Barbarian with with Battle Cat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and and nobody Well, that's not true. Not nobody. There are there are plenty of people out there. I, I, I saw f- today how many people are out there who that's exactly what they want, because all I read today were aside from people who you know, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm handling this very well. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, it's a matter of like, you know, I don't. It's like I'm talking to my child. It's like I don't agree with your choices. I still, <laughs> I still love you, but we've made some choices that aren't aren't the best choice for us. If we think about it, I would. Let's just sit and think about it for a while. <laughs> You know, um, to whereas I, I literally read this, this is paraphrasing, so I guess figuratively read. Um, but uh, uh, why don't they get somebody with some muscles and get that pussy she boy out of here? All hmm. of those words were definitely in the, the, the post. I don't know if I strung them together quite right. Um, and again, like this kid is got more muscles than I feel like most guys on the internet probably do. Um, but he is in no way like jacked, you know, he's not who you think of when you think of he man. 
but again, that doesn't mean that he can't get there. Uh, the thing that bothers me again is that he is mostly he he is referred to as the heartthrob of Netflix's to all the boys I've loved before. So again, that does not fill me with confidence about him playing He-Man. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I part of me is just happy that there's still news that they're still trying to make a He-Man movie. And part of me is like, no, just make it the right movie, please. Come on. You're, yeah, you're just going to have to wait and see once right. there's some visual right. something going on. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're really lucky, it'll be a good movie, a good He-Man movie, and you will enjoy it. And it will be awesome and spawn a franchise and whatnot. And if you are, if it is a bad He-Man movie... You might still luck out and get something like Power Rangers, which is a pretty good movie, but a bad right. Power Rangers movie. Right. Um, and then if you're not lucky, you know, you get a Green Lantern. <laughs> right. Or the original. Like, that. that's the thing. Like, this is these are the things that worry me about my favorite characters when they do this stuff is that how many chances do you really get? You know, Green Lantern it was so big. They put so much into the hype. If only they had put half as much effort into the product as they did the hype, but it came and it went. And I'm like, man, like I, I distinctly remember them being like, yeah, in 2020, we're going to have a green lantern core movie. And it's like, that seems so far away, man. How can I wait that long? And guess what guys, 2020 is right around the corner and they ain't got nothing on the, <laughs> on the green lantern yeah. movie anymore. It's not so happening. I'm probably going to wait till 2025. Maybe if I'm lucky, um, I mean, there was a green lantern in the beginning of justice league. So I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> was there though? I mean, I saw a ring. I didn't really see much else. No, he was there. He had one, he I, made like a hammer or something and hit some guy. A primitive looking camera, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, this I was, was discussing that with my wife earlier because I I just uh, broke down and paid way too much for the uh, John Wesley ship flash action figure that uh, DC put out. Um, and I was like, finally, I'll put him with my Christopher Reeve Superman and my Michael Keaton Batman and the... Uh, in my Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. <laughs> Sometimes not having an option is better. <laughs> I wish I was just still waiting for a good live action Green Lantern instead of having that one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. This He-Man movie. So l let me ask you, Brian, you're, yeah. you're a He-Fan. Not really. In uh, in your in your opinion, what would make a good He-Man movie? Um, if Larry Dottilio had written it, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's pull it all together. Um, no, I, you know what? I like um, like I think it should be a little bit more complex than the cartoon in terms of like the interplay between the sure. good guys and bad guys. Um, I agree. I did like that in the um. Uh, in the Mike Young series that various masters were basically like um, 
they were almost like exchange students. <laughs> like they were on loan from <laughs> right, the different right. other kingdoms of the planet that, you know, had come together in agreement to form a group to defend the planet. Um, I got to say, I yeah. think visually and story-wise, the Mike Young series should really be the template that they run with. Because it does. It makes it much more complex because Skeletor and his minions were cast out, maybe possibly unjustly. Right. They had a reason know? to be upset. Like in the original show, as far as I know, they're just evil. Like they're, they're right, evil exactly. doers. They, they, they are the bad guys and they are the good guys, which is great for a kid's show. And I love it. Um, but I, you know, making it a little bit, you know, especially I love, I always loved the notion that Skeletor is related to, to King Randor, you know, and that, you know, maybe because of his, his blue skin, he was, he was denounced, he was shut away, you know, mm -hmm. like that's a really interesting concept that would make a good villain that you could almost root for in some ways right. like until I he goes too far. Right, like I feel like there's a potential for uh, Skeletor to be a Killmonger sh type character, right. you know, where right. it's like, yeah, yeah, obviously he's doing bad stuff and he's a scary looking skeleton dude, but like he's been wronged pretty badly, you know, and He Man, right. He Man is just like he was not involved in the wronging at all, and it's just his job to protect the kingdom, you know. So exactly. there's there's there is some there is your um your struggle right there. You know, that's right. how you're going to, you know, you know, I don't know I, how I would, you end that movie to be, to be perfectly honest, you know? Well, I, I would love just the, the, uh, you know, the fugitive moment where Skeletor is, is like, no, I was kicked out. Blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, I don't care. <laughs> it's a good movie. Fugitive. Check it out. Okay. Um, I, um, okay. So the, the politics between the different kingdoms, as well as Skeletor's group, which, by the way, Skeletor um, isn't even living in his own house. He's living in uh, King Hiss's house. Right. Yeah, he, he doesn't also have very, place. very cool. Like and, and here's the other thing, like part of the reason that I feel like everybody and everybody loves Skeletor, by the way, as it is, it is almost a universal fact that people are like, oh, Skeletor, uh, you know, I love Skeletor. I love Whenever anybody recognizes my pin, <laughs> my lapel, I always have a Skeletor pin on, you know, or if I hand them a sticker, I have a couple of Skeletor stickers, you know, they, whenever they're like, yeah, I'm like, yes, everybody loves Skeletor. <laughs> and it's because he's such a fucking loser, <laughs> you know? And again, does that make an interesting TV show? Yes. I don't know if it's going to make an interesting movie, so we can't have too much of that, but I want him to be a little pathetic. You know, there, there's got to be like at least like a whiny monologue in there or something, mm -hmm. you know, where, where he's just like, it's not fair. Sand gets in all the crevices. <laughs> it's coarse. I and hate it's living rough. at Snake Mountain. It's coarse and it's rough and <coughs> it, it's everywhere. I, I do hope that they can find an interesting balance because obviously he's, you know, he's a person who's um, at his wits end, basically. Is how right. I would I would describe Skeletor, and he's probably alternating between like extreme frustration and depression, and then he would you know he'll still get into like an utter badass mode when he needs to fight. You know, right. I think we need right. to figure out again, both of those in there. And, and again, I really do feel like the Mike Young series had enough of both. You know, 
that should should in my opinion that should be the model you know it gave the characters a lot more grounded looks you know um they're still fantasyful obviously but they they could be pulled off in a visual way more so than your um your brightly colored 80s characters could be you know right. and there there does have to be there has to be a good go between you know you can't just like in the 80s when they were just like yeah that's beast man it's a hairy guy it's beast man shut up <laughs> yeah that's skeletor he's got a skull face what more do you want you wanted staff fine he's got a staff purple it's, fuck you it's also got a skull face <laughs> right you, what you want his skull to be yellow go eat shit <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, why, why? Like, there was no reason for that, you know, that language, first of all. But I know. On a kid's show? There was no reason for them. Like, if they're going to go as far as to make Frank Langella wear a skull face on top of his face, just make it yellow. And then oh, the kids say, hey, Skeletor. And not, hey, the Grim Reaper. It's... <laughs> There are very few differences between the movie Skeletor and the Grim Reaper. Is uh, Frank Langella still alive? He is. And and he is actually very proud of his performance as Skeletor. He yep. he, he heralds it as as one of his uh, one of his favorite. I don't know about best, but it was one because he's he's in a couple of He-Man documentaries that movie, I tell you what, I'm not going to get into all the, the ins and outs, but that movie is is so much more entertaining when you know all the bullshit that happened behind the scenes. <laughs> like the end scene was was filmed with just Frank Langella and Dolph Lundgren and the director like holding the camera. And that's why it's all dark and shit. <laughs> they ran out of money. <laughs> they were like, we don't have the end scene. So shh. Guys, come on over here. We're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the like the the set that they built. I still think I think it holds the record. Uh, Castle Grayskull is the largest set ever created. It was it was pre CG, you know. Yeah, so right. they they created the whole thing, uh, and I, it was like it was like on two joined sound stages or something crazy, and it was the most enormous set ever built, and uh, and it just gets crazier and crazier. The more you hear about it, the more you find out about it. It's just ludicrous um, that that movie even got made, and that when it did get made, what it turned out to be, <laughs> you uh, know. Pat, it's time to get real here for a minute. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get Let, real. Regarding who should play Skeletor, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this out. Ready? Kelsey Grammer. <sighs> this is not the new adventures, Brian. <laughs> this okay. is not the new adventures. Well, who's going to uh, play? Who's going to play uh, Flipshot? <laughs> Val Kilmer. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> oh man um and cyborg will obviously or not cyborg roboto will obviously be played by jean-claude van damme can i share something real quick about um similar thing going on in the transformers world here because we got transformers movies maybe you heard of them i've heard of them one or two of them i had a panic 
this week because um, the, the main producer, Lorenzo de Bonaventura of, of the Transformers movies. That sounds made up, but okay. I think it is. So <laughs> he, he, I remember when, uh, when Bumblebee came out, he, there was an interview with him and he talked about the movie and how it connected to all the other movies. And then we saw the movie and realized that they had taken all that stuff out. Uh-huh. And you kind of got the impression that uh, Lorenzo just didn't really like he's checked out. He knows this is the last uh-huh. movie. He doesn't care what's going on. He's not following the production or anything. You know, like they got him in an interview and he's just talking about like things he's heard about the production and everything. <laughs> but then the movie does really good. And now all of a sudden, Lorenzo's out all over the place talking about all the new movies they're going to be making and everything like, oh, the money's back. I'm back in the game. And there was one interview where he said, like, we're going to the next movie is going to be a reboot. So this is confirmed. It's Bumblebee is officially a reboot. The next movie in the main Transformers line is also going to be a reboot. As in, like, it's it's not going to be a continuation of the last. But then he said something like, you know, fans were so uh, thrilled about this new Bumblebee movie that the next one is going to be great. And we're also going to throw in a whole bunch of Bayhem because that's what people liked about the last movies. And we were just like, that's the thing that we liked that was not in Bumblebee. Right. <laughs> That's the thing we liked that you took out. Ugh. We liked that you took it out. But then he there was a second interview where he talked about that not being the case. And <laughs> I, I think what happened was one of the interviews was like for a Japanese magazine. And it was like the questions were asked in Japanese and translated to him. Then his responses were translated back to Japanese, written into this article, and then fans translated it to English. And somewhere along the line, like a whole bunch of stuff got mixed up. But I guess I guess it is a reboot. It's the next movie. The next Bumblebee movie is apparently supposed to be just uh, an Optimus Bumblebee buddy movie. And that sounds cool. It does. And there's, I guess, going to be a lot of Bayhem. Good. And I also don't like that word, and I don't ever want to say <laughs> Bayhem ever again, but literally every article said Bayhem because that's what Lorenzo de Bonaventura said, apparently right. in Japanese. <laughs> apparently, allegedly, you know, whatever works. Behemu or something. Anyway, the trans- we're- forget about Transformers. Their, their movies are going to do their thing, and they'll be okay. What evil robots! If 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 a new He-Man movie comes out and it's better than a Transformers movie, you have won, Pat. That's I mean that's true, but I also am very very fearful that it's in fact going to be exactly like a Bay movie. (laughs) That's that is definitely my biggest fear. You know, so the the problem is. It's it's a David S. Goyer production still. Yes, that's and that is that is exactly the problem that, that I see. That means there is a potential for it to be it for it to be everything you hate about Michael Bay movies without everything you love about Michael Bay movies. <laughs> yes, that is that is entirely possible. I mean, here's the thing. Again, the only thing we saw from the the Goyer directing, writing, everything movie um, was Tila in a stupid fucking battle suit. 
And it looked like Exo Squad, not He Man. And while I would enjoy watching an Exo Squad movie. Yes, and there should be one because that deserves a movie and it would be a good movie. Sure, sure. But what it doesn't need, my life, what my life doesn't need (laughs) is a stupid fucking Exo suit with my Tila. That's um like you could probably get an action figure of that, but that doesn't need to be a movie. <laughs> All they need to do is like this this should be so simple, you know? Right now the world is living. It is sucking the teat of nostalgia. That is all we want these days. Everybody just wants you to rehash something old and make them feel like they're little kids because Donald Trump's the president and everything is fucked. (laughs) And we just want two hours out of our day that we can sit and pretend that shit doesn't matter and enjoy ourselves and get lost in a fun fucking little land Of green tigers and floating magicians without any legs. It's just a little creepy. You know <laughs> Got Thanos the, there. You know what's the worst thing they could possibly do with this movie? <laughs> Is try to explain anything. Right. Exactly. There's no reason to explain anything with a He-Man movie. Yeah. What is and Orko? I feel like Don't they're going to. Like that's like it'll be like you know a subplot will be like we found this hideous creature, it's it was mumbling Oku Oku. We're gonna call it Oku. They, <laughs> you know what I mean? They will one hundred percent explain will, why Battlecat or why Cringer can talk. You no, know? he just won't talk. Sadly, that's that's what's gonna happen. He won't. He won't talk. But again, if they've taken any hint from anything, he should talk and it should be Alan Oppenheimer because I don't they won't let him be Skeletor. I'm sure they won't let him be Skeletor, but they could let him be Battlecat and he should just do the original voice. And that's I mean, did you see Christopher Robin? Did your kids see that one? No. No, no. it's great. It's sad, but it's great um, because. Jim Starlin is is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, and and it it they don't make any bones about it. it he is he is them hundred percent. I was a little pissed that uh, Eeyore was in the movie and Peter Cullen was not Eeyore. Instead, it was uh, what, what's his name, uh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett, which he, he did a passable impersonation. It was Brad Garrett uh, in the second Wreck It Ralph movie too. Right? Why? Why? Like I, I from. From what I always heard is that aside from Optimus Prime, uh, Eeyore was uh, Peter Cullen's favorite. They so, changed so Eeyore's like, voice why? to someone else that wasn't that was neither of those two in the most recent um, like theatrical Pooh movie animated movie too. Why, why would I they didn't like that, that voice? I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't uh, know. at least Brad Garrett is definitely trying to be Peter Cullen. You know what I mean? I okay. So hold on, wait. So. Uh, who did you say played Pooh and Tigger? Was it Jim Starlin, the original? Yeah. Wow. yeah. I mean, not the original original, but he's been playing Pooh and Tigger for forever. Do you mean Jim Cummins? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Okay, cause not Starlin. The, the original guy is, I was trying to think, because his name isn't, the original guy who did Pooh was not Jim Sterling, but it was, that's really close to his name, right? Uh, I honestly don't remember what the original 
I'm going to look it up because the guy who originally played him, I think is dead. Actually, I'll be honest with you. Oh yeah. He's I, he, cause, um, Jim, a Sterling hollow. That's, yes, that's why that's I name. did that. Yep. <laughs> that's his name. So yeah, but Jim, yeah, I, I just mashed them together into somebody else. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm glad we cleared that up because for a moment there, I was just like, Oh, well, if they got the original guy back, that's cool. But I actually had thought it was Jim Cummings and I was like, disappointed because to me that's that's Pooh and tigger right you know exactly so and and he you know he's he's wonderful in it like i said there's there's no difference he plays Pooh and tigger the exact same way he plays them on the cartoons but he he plays them in this live action film and it's wonderful um and and like i said like that's what made it great for me now again all of the other voices are um are not the, the people you, you know, would recognize them to be, which again right. is think, a little odd for me. Like, I don't know why they went. Well, I think the like guy they, who they played died a few years ago. Uh, yes, but they have another guy who does piglet regularly, you know, yeah, they didn't go with that. Uh, no, they didn't. It, it was very weird. Like none of the other characters were even trying to be, to, to sound like their, their counterparts, you know, um, but in any case, anytime Jim Cummings is allowed to be in stuff, I, I'm a happy guy. Um, I, I keep, I keep watching the new, uh, DuckTales show waiting patiently because I know for a fact there's got to be, I hope yeah. for a fact, I hope. There's got to be a good Darkwing Duck because I mean he's he has played Darkwing Duck on the show. There's one very brief um, opening of an episode that is just awesome. I don't did I ever make you watch it or did you watch it on your own? Perhaps mm, I think I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. So it's 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 just a, a quick. Uh, you see a bunch of Darkwing Duck bad guys. Darkwing Duck comes out defeats them it's awesome and then it turns out that darkwing duck is just a tv show character in this universe um that is launchpad's hero uh so i'm actually hoping i'll I'll tell you i think i know where they're going i think we're gonna get a dark knight returns darkwing duck story in this continuity that's what i believe and the more i watch that show uh, the more I realize that the entire Disney afternoon is intertwined into this mythos. There was an episode that my daughter and I were watching the other night, um, and it had everything to do with like a formula made from berries that when you drank it, you could bounce around. <laughs> and they they were referencing these ancients that came up with this uh this formula back in medieval times <laughs> and i was like the gummy bears I was just, to my daughter i was just like dude they're talking about the gummy bears <laughs> and she's just like i don't know what you're saying dad but okay yeah, calm down <laughs> right just like it's the gummy bears no but uh i you know I, I i'm assuming that over time eventually they're gonna end up running into chippendale i'm sure you know <laughs> Uh, they they constantly talk about Saint Bernard, and then uh, and the pirates have appeared. Um, the air pirates uh, showed up in one episode. The who? Uh, the air pirates. 
from uh from Tails. tailspin yeah okay. i'm i'm relative i don't know actually i'm gonna look now because the i i'm not sure if jim cummings played uh the main i can't remember his name the main guy sure come no tailspin too well it was like Cheers, but with planes. You know, I know, you know. I I I watched it religiously when it was on TV, but I have not seen it since it was on TV. I same same. We're that's just how it goes. Um, Which I'm trying to do the math to figure out how long ago that was, and I've stopped trying to do the math because I don't want to get to that number. I just don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. They oh, and you know what? See again because we talked about this not too long ago. But the um, the Ducktales show is kind of touch and go with me in that I don't like that they replaced the entire cast. Um, I know the guy who played Uncle Scrooge is is no longer with us, and I really like David Tennant as Uncle Scrooge. Um, and I like the Huey Dewey Louie. They wanted to make them much more unique, so having the same person voice act for all three of them uh, probably, you know, puts a damper on that. Um, but what was nice, there was an episode where uh, it was the Christmas episode, um, and they went back in time, and and the boys uh, or one one of the boys was there, I think so. Anyway, um, one of the boys runs into Donald when he was young. And he's voiced by the same voice actor who did the boys uh, on the old show. So that was kind of fun. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, so they're, they're, they they definitely, the show is made out of love. You know, uh, I just wish they, honestly, I just wish that they didn't um, crush the dreams of the original launch pad after I read his interview and he was like all sad. <laughs> I was just like, fuck this show. You made Launchpad sad. <laughs> uh, but the, the show is actually, it's very good. I enjoy it um, very much. And I just, I'm not sure. Like I said, I, I keep looking to see if I can find any information on if Jim Cummings played the air pirate guy. But anyway, it's not, it's neither here nor there. Duckworth is one of my favorite things because he's not there for most of the uh, the show, and it turns out he died. Hmm? And his ghost appears every so often to hang out. <laughs> so that's, that's a, a fun little, uh, hmm. little gem for you. All right, we're going to move on to the last last thing we got to mention here. All right. Before we... Ah, eat. I figured it out. Oh. Don Carnage was oh, the character's name. That name sounds very familiar. And... Uh, <laughs> And he was not played by by Jim Cummins. Okay. So go so, ahead. Now. Last thing we're going to mention this weekend coming up, which in our timeline, not in our, the timeline, yeah, in our timeline, not in not in the main timeline, main universe timeline, but in the timeline of this episode coming up this weekend is C two E two, the Chicago yeah. Comics and Entertainment Expo. This is like the tenth year of this. And I think me and Pat it's not have gone. Like the tenth year, it is the tenth year. <laughs> yeah, it's also like it. I think me and Pat have gone every single year. Uh, well, we I have. didn't go to the first one. I don't think. I think yes, you, you did. went. Did I? Yep, because okay. it was when we had a comic shop. Oh yeah. Okay. That was the first year. 
I must have been thinking of Wizard World or something. Okay, yeah. No, yes, I, I went to every true. single one of the C2E2s with Pat. Yep. And uh, we're going again this Saturday. And are you going on Sunday? I'm probably not going on Sunday. Okay. So uh, Me and Pat are going on Saturday. Me and the, my family are going on Sunday. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to see some peeps. Yeah. Talk to people. Come find us we're, if you have any idea what we look like. Come, come find us if you have a time machine and could go back in time when this is happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, no, but uh, I, I got to say 10 years. That's that's a long time. That's a, a hell of a long time to have been going to this comic book convention every year. And I am hoping, given that this is its 10th year, that it is better than the last couple of years. <laughs> Because I feel like here's the problem for me. Now I love comic book conventions. I think they're so much fun, especially ones like this. Now you see, I got spoiled with the Wizard World ones back when we started going to these things. And again, that was the one you missed the first year on because it was just me and our friend Vince who went to the first year. But every year after you've been at, um, Wizard World used to be twenty five dollars to walk in the door. And it used to have, it used to boast Marvel and DC and Mattel and everybody you can freaking think of that was in the industry, toy people, comic book people, everybody would show up to this show. They'd be giving shit away for free. They wanted you to come. They, you know, I remember getting, I remember getting a Coyote Ugly visor. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they were doing there. Coyote Ugly. Uh, well, I do. Coyote Ugly had a, a comic book twist in it. Um, you know, they, they, Kevin Smith was actually, this is a you know, very odd aside. Kevin Smith wrote one of the versions of the script for Coyote Ugly. Um, not the final version, but some of his stuff still got in there. Uh, and there was like a whole subplot where you thought the main guy was maybe into drugs, but really he's just into comics. So for for that reason, Coyote Ugly's promotional people were out at Wizard World Chicago passing out visors. I threw that visor away, I think, when I got home. But still, um, you know, it was it was just it was a, an amazing pop culture event. Um, and I remember going the first time with twenty five dollars in my pocket. And handing it to them to walk in the door and going in and be like, you could buy stuff here. <laughs> and it being very uh, eye opening. Uh, and the guy like I, we were looking at an X-Men number one. And there was, you know, I mean, this was our comic shops around here weren't great when we were kids. It's not like they had like X-Men number ones hanging on the wall. And we were looking at we're like, dude, oh, my God, I've never seen this. Co- it's an X-Men number one. Holy shit. And the guy's like, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys interested? You guys interested? We're like, well, like, I mean, how much is it? And he was like, well, you know, this one's in pretty poor condition. It's 850. And we're just like, oh, dude, no, we can't. He's like, well, you guys could split it. And I was like, what kind of cockamamie fucking sitcom you think this is? <laughs> But then he, he like he like he, he wanted us to leave. Me. He's like, man, you got to come up here rolling with at least 15 large. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't have like fifteen dollars. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> um, 
but back then, you know, you would go into a tiny room and sit with like 15 other people and watch some kid named Jim Lee draw pictures of whatever you said. You'd be like, Jim Lee, draw Rasha Ghoul eating pie. God, that was the and best. He did. And he, he did. did. Uh, <laughs> and I, oddly, some of our friends that we only met years later were also in that room. Did you know that? You know I, that story, I did right? know that, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so cut to now where I literally, while we were doing this, I just bought my ticket to C2E2 for $60 when all the taxes and fees were put in. Normally I buy it at the door and pay a little more, but they really got me worried. They keep like saying like, there's only a thousand tickets left. There's only 700 tickets left. There's, and I'm like, well, I don't want to get there. And not be able to go in. <laughs> so I just I just pre-bought it and I'm just gonna it, the way they work it now, it doesn't matter. You're gonna be in line no matter what. Mm. We'll just we'll just be in line waiting for a ticket and then wait in line for the other one anyway. Yeah. So. The ticket line is usually pretty short, especially for Will Call. Yeah. It used to be that Will Call was crazy. Like it would be you would be waiting in line for 30 minutes, and then if you just walked up to buy your ticket yourself, the, those lines were always empty. And they they are still. But the will call line is very quick these days. So, I mean, again, back in the day, it was like a spreadsheet printed out. And they were like, your name? Aha, aha. Yeah, well, no, no, that's not you. Yeah, okay, okay. He got he got one ticket. But, but yeah, it, it, but in, in, again, you know, like I was saying, Wizard World, free stuff. You would walk in with nothing, nothing at all. And you would walk out with 30 new comic books and pins and buttons and action figures it's like the first toys thing you would get, for free. The first thing you'd get when you walked in was a bag to put it in. Yeah. And you would just fill that shit up and you would never do anything with it. <laughs> I still, mm. Around my house, I guarantee you there are still bags from former comic cons that have nothing but free swag in them that I never looked at. But I still got to have it. Um, I, again, like in recent years, they've, they've upped it a little bit more, you know, I don't know. Again, I haven't, I haven't really looked. Um, I hope DC is going to be there again this year. They were there last year. Um, I can tell you this, all of the original power Rangers who are still alive will be there. I know. Isn't that cool? Uh, cause it was funny. Cause for a while it was just, uh, blue, black and pink. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, man, how could they couldn't get what the hell was <laughs> red doing? Come on. I'm still a little miffed because uh, Green's not there, right? No, he's not. He's, he's been he's, there like a lot of them. Yeah, not, he's, not this one. He's not. Oh, man. Three day badges are sold out. Yikes. Sold out. I, I don't think I've ever seen them officially sell out of a, a badge before. Now, I don't know if they're limiting the badges more this year. Or if they're really crazy this year, because, again, like I'm only going the one day because we're going. My family is going to uh, Star Wars Celebration as well. And I was like, I we can't <laughs> we can't go to both all, all the whole time. Mm-hmm. So we're just doing one day of each. And I'm I'm going alone. Well, I'm going with Brian. Um, the family is not going to C2E2. Um, but get a floor plan or anything. I don't see it. Oh, there I, can, I can only assume uh, with the ticket situation that 
it's going to be extremely crowded. It's always difficult to move around in some of those aisles, but I think this year is going to be worse. Right. It might be. It might. I, and again, like, see the the thing that that kind of bothers me again is that it's getting bigger and bigger. Like more and more people are showing up, I should say. Um, but it doesn't like it's not like we're getting a bigger venue or that they're packing it with more stuff, you know. Yeah, what they really need to do is they need to um get a bigger venue and just put the booths further apart from each other. Like don't right. you don't need to pack more exhibits in. You just need more room for people to walk. Yeah, it's it's usually pretty tough. I I have a feeling now we usually get there pretty early so we can secure a spot in the A lot right. and oh, not yeah. have to walk under the <laughs> the crazy uh, underpass and bullshit when you end up in the C lot. Yeah, the underpass of doom. Right, uh, where where you're like, I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to be down. Oh no, there's the entrance. Here we go. Yeah, it's really weird. Like you go. You go through like a service. Well, it's like it's yeah. an underpass, but then you end up like going past where all of the trucks drop all the stuff off. And then you uh -huh. come in like some weird side door uh, that it's just like a glass wall section in the middle of some concrete. And then you go up like an escalator and you're like, oh, yeah, here's the uh, convention center. Yep. The A-Lot is great, though. We, we knock wood. We we have not missed the A-Lot in years now. Now, again, it used to be they, they did used to be in a smaller venue. So because it's always at McCormick Place, but McCormick Place is pretty friggin huge. Um, so they could get a different, bigger portion of McCormick Place if they wanted to. But I imagine yeah. that cuts into their profits. Um, but, yeah, but uh, I mean, if, they're, if they've got so many people coming, if attendance keeps going up, profits keep going up and they could. I mean, at some point, they're going to have to get a bigger spot if if trends continue. Right. Well, and again, like it, it all depends on if we go and, you know, we've said this for a couple of years too, that, you know, going for the full weekend, I used to always go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every year It would be all three days. I would take a day off of work. You know, it was nice. Um, but the last couple of years by Sunday, like it was like, well, I guess the family's coming. So, you know, Sunday's family day. That's usually when my wife and uh, daughter would come and they'd be like, oh, you know, it'll be fun for that. But like usually like Friday, you see everything. You you can definitely see the show in one day, you know. Yeah. The only um, thing you can't do is like see all the panels, obviously, because they don't all right. happen on the same day. But, yeah, like the show floor, you don't you only really need one day. And I mean, the last couple of years, I, I was a struggle for me to buy anything. You know, I, I cash in hand, like waiting to spend. And it's like, ah, it's just, just nothing here that I want. You know, yeah, I, the last the two years. Like the stuff you find on the shelves at stores and anything that's worth anything that's rare. You know, like right. that, that rare find that you usually go for is either sold out immediately. It's like some the first person who saw it bought it or it's so ridiculously overpriced that you wouldn't, you know, you'd be better yeah. off going to eBay. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, look at the last two years, I've bought Ninja Turtle items for my big purchase. Um, two years ago, it was the movie Donatello uh, that I overpaid by a good $60 for. <laughs> How was I supposed to know they were going to reissue them like two months later and everybody could get them for face value? 
Um, and then the other one was the last year I got all the all four of the figure arts turtle figures, which again, now that NECA is making the target ones available, um, I, I might get rid of those now. <laughs> so so in reality, I should just not buy it. The trend continues every year. I buy something that I'm ultimately going to get rid of anyway. <laughs> But uh, it's I, I don't know it's I, I'm not going I'm you know I'm bringing a budget but I'm not going with the the same kind of notion in mind that I'm like I'm, I'm gonna find something cool and I'm gonna buy it you know I'm going I want to enjoy myself I want to get some comic books some free comic books check out Artist Alley a little bit although the desperation in their eyes always kills me. <laughs> It's because that that's the the thing about Artist Alley too is that you either see like oh man I would love to talk to that guy but he's got a line for days and then you see like please buy my book <laughs> and it's it's really hard to pass those guys up but then I remember about my wallet and I say no I'm not gonna buy a book. I might stand here for 15 minutes and let you tell me about your book that I in my head I think I'm doing something nice. But really, I'm just I'm just leading you on. So, you know, it's it's nice to walk in the very center of the aisle in Artist Alley and be like, oh, that looks cool. Oh, that looks cool. <laughs> I'm not going to go over there, but it looks cool. Or, you know, that's the other thing is I, I, I find a lot of artists um you know, I feel like a lot of artists have self-esteem issues uh, because, you know, I'll be like, oh, man, this guy is really awesome. And I'll go over and I'll look at his table and he will not look up from his drawing pad. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't want to look up and get disappointed again when they walk away. Mm. <laughs> Which is, you know, good on them because I do walk away most of the time. Well, yeah, I guess they're used to it. it <laughs> the, the artist alley thing, like... I couldn't do it. Even if I was an artist, like, I feel like, mm -hmm. uh, I am, I'm not the kind of personality that can like sit there, like much like you, I imagine I cannot sit there and like, I don't feel like I could just shout at people and be like, Hey, look at my stuff. Come here and buy my stuff. Right. Like because again, like I am, I am trying to, to make you purchase my items. Um, and, and I already just – I don't have the kind of esteem where I think I'm amazing. Like as – again, I'm I, I, you know talking to other artists. I hear this a lot. You, you go from one extreme to the next. When you're by yourself and you're creating something, you think to yourself, I am the greatest fucking artist that has ever lived and I can literally do anything. And then the second that you're like, I'm going to show it to somebody, <laughs> all of that goes away. It all goes. And you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I send pictures to Brian all the time. I'm just like, Brian, look at this. And then he doesn't respond for like a day. And I'm like, oh, he hated it. He thinks I'm stupid. Why did I send it? You know, and it's, it's just, you know, it's those are the things that go through your head. I post something on Facebook. Right. I'm not, don't, don't, you know, it's not on you. It's on me. Um, you know, you post something to Facebook and only like 30 or 40 people like it. And you're like, but I, I posted something else and I got 50 likes once. What am I not as good as I was the last time I posted? 
And these are these are literally the thoughts that go through your head. And I can't imagine that that's not compounded a million fucking times <laughs> sitting at Artist Alley. Be like, someone's looking my oh, they walked away. Yeah. <laughs> and then, or especially if you're like, if there's a booth that you could that you're like sitting across from or something, and you're like, I don't think that they're as good as me. But like everyone's looking at their stuff. What is going on? Right, right. It's that's it. Oh man, I can't even imagine. Like I said, I don't, I don't think I have the cojones. I there's a a lot of respect for the people that go out and do this, um, because I just don't have the, I don't have the confidence in my own work, and I don't have the thick enough skin to take when people. And I'm sure that there are people who are fucking dicks about your stuff. You know, um, I am a quiet dick. When, when it comes to stuff, you know, like I'll look at something. And again, I'm sure there, there are a lot of artists that do this. You look at it and be like, I'm better than this guy. This guy is sitting here and putting himself out there and, you know, actually doing it. But if, I could, if I wanted to, <laughs> you know, I'm never gonna, but I could, if I wanted to. <laughs> um, but uh, again, as somebody who does, who can produce things that are creative, I, I often feel like even if I like like a print or something, I don't buy it. Cause it's like, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could draw something like that. You know, it, it would have to really, really wow me for me to be like, I need that. I need to spend my money on that. You know, especially since there's a thing called Google image search and printers. <laughs> Where, you know, if I really wanted a print, I could just print out whatever I want. Um, which is why nobody likes to pay me money for designing things for them <laughs> because they all have that mentality. You bastards. I'm with you, obviously, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's an incredible undertaking. And I, like I said, I respect the hell out of the people that do it. I don't think I could do it. Um, and and let's we're gonna go and we're gonna point to people and uh, and be like, hey, they're doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, are, have you looked at anything? Are, you, are there any panels or anything you'd like to see? I I I feel like the again the last couple of years, I feel like we have not taken advantage of of paneling so much. No, um, no, I think the last panel mostly I went because to was, again, uh, Vulcan Skull. Yeah, that was a good one. That, that was, was a good one. one. But again, like I, I feel like they're so huge now, you know, where you're you're like, well, we got to get in there. Sometimes we got to wait. Like, sometimes the panel rooms four are days. far away too. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, well, they're all far away almost. You know, they you got to go to a whole other level and off into a corner. <laughs> yeah, they're on a whole other level. <laughs> they're like, and then if you leave the convention floor to get back in, you have to walk through security again. And get your bag searched, and you have to walk all the way around to like the back of the fucking thing, and then come all the way around back again. When again, you used to just be able to walk in, walk out, you know. Stupid, stupid stuff. But yeah, C two E two stupid. Anyway, next time we'll tell you how good it was. Yeah, we will. (laughs) So awesome. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. I think that was a good sell. Like two hours of that nonsense. Two. <laughs> gibberish. If you guys want to, yeah. If you guys want to go to structurednonsense.com, 
Uh, Jibcast.com is the website. We're also on uh, iTunes, uh, Google something, Spotify. Uh, I think we're on Spotify. Yeah. Stitcher, um, Mishmash, uh, uh, Glorp, um, all those, all, all those popular ones. Um, we're on Facebook at uh, Structured Gibberish, and we're on Twitter at Structured Jib, and uh, we have an email, and I don't know what it is. Oh, fair <laughs> so enough. Feedback at jibcast.tv. Still the dot .tv nice. on there. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. All right, next week sometime. Sometime. Probably not making any promises, but just you know, sometimes next week. You know, we get busy. <laughs> all right, we get busy, but I promise I'll call you. All right. All right. If not, I'm going to show up at your house. Okay. All right. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs>